Blog Talk Radio. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Hello, and welcome to the Lardy, Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for July 17, 2010. I'm Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Brenda Wright, the lightest right, and of course, yours truly, the planet. you live from Kaliosh News on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the place to be and to hear what's going on right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy blog talk on Blog Talk Radio Show. It's for real people with real issues and with real solutions. Today we have a great show for you. We will be talking on relationships, one-on-one, hands-on experience for people that have been there and done that. We will be talking about what is the definition on love, what is the true meaning of, of true love in relationships, how to love and true meaning of love in marriage and love and emotions. And later, to give reflections on verbal thoughts, there will be poetry to boot. And lastly, if we have time, we will give you a quiz on your IQ on relationships. We will be right back. Oh, 
And as we had discussed earlier, we got a great show for you. We'll be talking on Relationships 101, Hands-On Experience, for people that have been there and done that. So the question for today is, are you married? Are you in a relationship or separated? Can you still be friends with your ex? If not, why? Is your relationship still working? How did you make it work? Why do one partner expect the other partner to change to fit their lifestyle but won't make change for the other? Can you help us find real solutions or give encouragement and inspiration to others? What does love really mean? If you know anything about this, then this is the topic for you. Come join us in real talk on relationships. Share your views. You, whether positive or negative, no one may need to hear your story. Whatever it be, join us and talk about it. There will be men talking on this subject too. So girls, get in on this. If you have expertise or hands-on experience, bring it on. Come with your A-game. Call in at the call-in number 347 347- 884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And be the first to get some stuff off your chest and give some encouragement, inspiration, or solutions. Mature adults and young adults only. You can contact me or Brenda. If you want to be a guest on this show, you can contact us at W. Clardy at Families and Victims of Fraud dot com, or you can contact Brenda at Lil Fast Tiny at Yahoo dot com. That is spelled L I L F A S T I N Y at Yahoo dot com. You again, if you have a toll free number, you can call in on the toll free number if you ain't got no phone. 
and you need to call in. That number is 1-877-483-3153. That number for toll-free guest listeners is 1-877-483-3153. And to begin the show or begin our topic, we will first come off with what is love? What is the definition of love? All right? And so we went to Wikipedia. Now, don't kill me. You know, all I did was just go and look on some things, and sometimes Wikipedia have credible resources or sources for, you know, their definitions and, and all of their examples to show uh, their understanding or philosophy of what love is in a definition. So I'm going to read these things off to you to punch the show in, and we're going to start with love. What is love? They said love is the emotion of strong effect, affection and personal attachment. In philosophical context, love is a virtue representing all of human kindness, compassion, and affection. In religious context, love is not just a virtue, but the basis for all beings. In Corinthians, it says, God is love, and the foundation for all divine law, the golden rule. Then it goes on to say that the word love can refer to a variety of different feelings, states, and attitudes ranging from generic pleasure, for instance, I love that, to intense interpersonal attraction, I love my wife. Love can also refer to specifically to the passionate desire and intimacy of love in romance, to the sexual love of eros, in other words, the Greek word for love, to the emotional closeness of filial love, or to the platonic love that defines friendship, and to the profound oneness or devotion of religious love. This diversity of uses and meanings combined with the complexity of the feelings involved makes love unusually difficult to consistently define, even compared to other emotional states. Love, in its various forms, acts as a major facilitator of interpersonal relationships and owing to its central psychological importance is one of the most common themes in the creative arts. So, well, let's find out what is, imper what is it, impersonal love. Impersonal love. Let's look at that. Okay, and it says here for impersonal love, a person can be said to love an object, principle, or goal if they value it greatly and are deeply committed to it. Similar, similarly, compassionate outreach and volunteer workers love of their uh, cause may sometimes be born not of interpersonal love, but impersonal love coupled with altruism and strong political conviction. People can also love material 
or activity if they invest themselves in bonding or otherwise identifying with those things if sexual passion is called paraphilia. Hmm. So we go on and we'll say that that's interesting. We'll go on and we'll define interpersonal love. Interpersonal love refers to love being human beings, okay? It's between human beings. It is potent sentiment than a simple liking for another. A personal relationship, such as love might exist between family members, friends, and couples. There are also a number of psychological disorders. What I'm talking about. Throughout history, philosophy and religion have done the most speculation on the phenomenon of love. In the last century, science of psychology has written a great deal on the subject. In recent years, the sciences of evolutionary psychology and evolutionary biology and anthropology or neuroscience and biology have added to the understanding of the nature and function of love. All right? Oh, now, let's, uh, let's go in a little bit deeper and talk about what, what is the main, on a scientific view, you know, what's the chemical basis that make love in all these areas love. It says here, biological models of sex tend to view love as a mammalinium uh, drive much like hunger or thirst. Helen Fisher, a leading expert in the topic of love, divides the experience of love into three partly overlapping stages, lust, traction, and attachment. Lust exposes people to others. Romantic attraction encourages people to focus their energy on mating, and attachment involves tolerating the spouse or indeed the child or your boyfriend or your girlfriend long enough to rear a child into infancy. That's, you know, if you're going to have babies that are involved, okay? And then it goes further to say that lust is the initial passionate sexual desire that promotes mating and involves the increased release of chemicals such as toxicity rarely lasts more than a few weeks or months. Attraction is the more individualized and romantic desire for a specific candidate for mating, which develops out of lust as commitment to an individual mate form. Okay, recent studies in neuroscience have indicated that as people fall in love, the brain consistently 
releases a similar breeze. If I chop that word up, I guess you'll know what that means to later. And serotonin, which acts in a manner similar to amphetamines. Stimulating the brain pleasure center and lead by an intense feeling of excitement. Research has indicated that this stage generally lasts from one and a half to three years. Now, that's interesting. You know, now that explains why, you know, we'd be willing to go through a relationship whether we know it's good or bad because of them dopamines and those serotonin and all the estrogen levels rising on your hormones that cause you to, you know, want your mate more and more and more for whatever the reasons you're doing it for, whether it's for commitment or making babies. But nevertheless, that's what they say. The stage generally lasts from one and a half to three years. Now, since the lust and attraction stages are both considered temporary, a third stage is needed to account for long-term relationships. Attachment is the bonding that promotes relationships lasting for many years and even decades. Attachment is generally based on commitments such as marriage and children or on mutual friendship based on things like shared interests. It has been linked to higher levels of chemicals called oxytocin. Okay, I guess I said that right. <laughs> Again, uh, and then they have also uh, vasopressin to a greater degree than out shifts have. Enzo, Emmanuel, and coworkers reported that the protein molecule known as the nerve growth factor, has high levels when people first fall in love. But these returns to previous levels after one year. Dang, boy, what a euphoric high, huh? Boy, I tell you, no wonder, it, you know, uh, you, you'd be going and going and going like an energized bunny, you know? And it only lasts for one year. That's not... Uh, no. they say uh, psychological uh, uh, psychological their psychological basis and phase that is and further information on the human bonding and I'm going to read just a little bit of this but you know we're going to move further because there's more to come in every other area that we have to talk about. I hate to say what love got to do with it, but love got everything got to do with it, okay? Talking about the psychological uh, aspect, how the brain visualizes this thing, okay? So then it goes further to say that psychology depicts love as a cognitive and social phenomenon. Psychologist Robert Sternberg formulated a triangular theory of love and argued that love has three different components, intimacy, commitment, and passion. 
Intimacy is a form in which two people share confidences and various details of their personal lives and is usually shown in friendships and romantic love affairs. Commitment, on the other hand, is the expectation that relationship is per, that the relationship is permanent. The last and most common form of love is sexual attraction. Sexual attraction. Uh, let me see here. And passion. Passionate love is shown in infatuation as well as romantic love. All forms of love are viewed as varying combinations of these three components. American psychologist Vic Rubin seeks to define like psychometrics. His works say that three factors constitute love, attachment, caring, and a call that is online, um, but this call it looks as though that it has all number ones on it, but I will soon somehow be able to have a number that comes up and come available, okay? So as soon as that come available, the number that comes up, I will uh, tune in to be able to speak your piece on your views and comments on this thing. So getting back to the issue, following that positive and negative charges attract analogs in human life where developed, such as opposites attract. Over the last century, research on the nature of being of human mating has generally found this not to be true when it comes to character. People like people similar to themselves. However, in a few unusual and specific domains such as immune systems, it seems that human per, humans prefer others who are unlike themselves. For instance, with an orthogonal uh, uh, immune system, okay, such, uh, since this will lead to a baby that has the best of both, uh, they say best of both worlds. In recent years, humans Bonding theories have been developed, described in terms of attachment, ties, bonds, and infinities. And in some Western authorities, disagree into two main components, the altruistic and the narcissistic. This view is represented in the works of Scott Peck whose work in the field of applied psychology explored the definition of love and evil. Now, that's another subject, y'all. However, we're going to keep going. Main, he maintains to say that love is a combination of the concern for the spiritual growth of another. I tend to agree with that myself. Truly, I really do. So, you know, um, uh, you know, we'll get more on that in a minute. And simple narcissism in combination, love is an activity, not simply a feeling. So, okay, now we're going to go further into the understanding of what Christians think about love. What, what, what does this philosophy in Christianity figure that love is? In Christianity, uh, their understanding is that love comes from God. 
the love of man and woman, heroes and Greeks, and the unselfish love of others, agape, are often contrasted as ascending and descending love, respectively, but are ultimately the same thing. There are several Greek words for love that are regularly referred to in Christian circles. Agape. In the New Testament, it says, agape is charitable, selfless, altruistic, and unconditional. It is parental love, seen as creating goodness in the world. It is the way God is seen to love humanity. It is seen as the kind of love that Christians aspire to have for one another. Then there's another Greek word called filio, also used in the New Testament. Filio is a human response to something that is found to be delightful, also known as brotherly love. Two other words for love in Greek language is eros, sexual love, and storage, child-to-parent love, were never used in the New Testament. Christians believe that to love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself are the two most important things in life, the greatest commandment of the Jewish Torah, according to Jesus, Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 to 34. St. Augustine summarizes this when he wrote, Love God and do as thy will. And he says here, you know, that's kind of interesting. Well, that's his quote, okay? So uh, we're, we're, we're going to leave it there for the moment and give you that, that thought on, on that subject. And if you have any, any views or comments that you want to make on it, you can call in at the call-in number at 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And I have a toll-free number for all of you that want to get on to the show and talk toll-free. That number is one 3153 That number again is one 3157 So those are some of the definitions of what love is, and I hope that you enjoyed that. That came up out of, uh, out of Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. As we all know that uh, when you're in school, they tell you not to, not to quote anything out of the Wikipedia because not all the time are they correct. But they do have some interesting articles and, and definitions with some, with some uh, credible sources, and so we found them to be able to share with you. And upcoming here is Brenda Wright, who is the lightest Wright, is going to talk to you further on the subject of love using, you know, uh, love and emotions, okay? So we're going to give the floor to Brenda, the lightest Wright, for her to share her view. This is your co-host that is talking on this subject. And my name, again, is Lardy Miss Clardy, and thank you for listening. Brenda? Thank you, Wendy. I'd like to uh, share a piece of information I came across on uh, www.loveemotions.com. It's, it's, it's about love and emotions. 
It says here, how do you know if you have found true love? It is quite ironic that that very nature of every human being is based on true love. But we go through life struggling to find it. The problem is that our culture has conditioned us to be mind-centered. We have learned to manipulate every faucet of our lives because we feel insecure within. The truth is when we stop touch with our source, which is deeply based on true love in, in spirit of the mental conditioning, it is still possible to find true love in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I agree. Basically, because it inherits in every heart and it's just waiting for the opportunity to reveal itself. In this article, we will talk about what is true love and how to know if you have found true love in your relationship. Okay, first, we want to see what it is to the meaning of what is true love. Yeah, I want to know that. Now, we just got finished talking about what is love, the definition on that. There's more on what true love, the definition of true love is. Come on, we're in the We want to recognize this in our relationships. This is something we should <laughs> take part in. Okay, come on. Okay, I, we want to hear that. The meaning of true love cannot be encapsulated mm-hmm. in a definition. It is an intuitive feeling that arises in your heart. You can imagine your heart can be a compass that has a magnetic needle that always in search of true love. Mm-hmm. Once you find it, you will know it intuitively. 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 Yes. Yeah, you will know it then. That's all right. Okay. Sometimes we get tied up on this show. You know, thank God it's the blog talk radio. Believe that. You know, sometimes you do mess up. Remember that you cannot go about finding true love in any relationship. It just happens naturally over course of time. It's just great. Mm-hmm. There are times when the most unlikely person becomes the source of true love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The most obvious sign of true love is that there is something very pure and innocent and almost selfless about it. Okay. Some relationships blossom into true love with time. You cannot work at it. It just happens. At times, certain adversity might lead to a relationship becoming really close and you find the blossoming of an unconditional love in the midst. Mm-hmm. It is quite rare to have true love unless there is a deep emotional connect. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something to definitely think about. Definitely. You know, relationships are really not easy to identify, you know, especially when you're talking about those words called love, you know, and to know the true meaning, definitely it is, it's got to be something that's within you that lets you know, as you were saying, that this is real, huh? Right. Okay. So now I'm going to share with you of how do you know if you have found Okay, everybody want to know that one. <laughs> I, 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 I want to know that. that yeah, one. I want to know that one. Okay, in most cases, it's 
on true love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It usually, when you realize there is an unconditional or selfless component in your relationship, you have been, you can help me out, Wendy, intuitively, intuitively, yeah. that this love is true and will last till the end of no matter what happens. It is not a mind thing. You can find a hundred ways of convincing yourself that you have found true love, but that's not what's talked about here. Right, The right. actual realization happens completely at the heart level, or rather the intuition level. Mm-hmm. When you know you have found true love, there will be no doubt about it, and you will not have to find reasons to convince yourself. Hmm. Hmm. So that's how you know, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That sounds like some good stuff right there. Well, tell us, you know, um, you know, if 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 we could ask, you know, what would be okay. you know, a person that's been in a relationship like we have, you know, and knowing, you know, if we got the right one or not, you know, I mean, because sometimes we don't fit those categories as we would exactly. like to, but. You know, give us some other examples. Okay, for example, true love knows what this means, a sense of freedom in the relationship. Oh, yeah. Now, anybody can identify with that because if you, you don't feel like you can be yourself in a relationship and you feel like you can exactly. sit up in a box, man, you know what I'm saying? That can be a problem, right. okay, because that's like stifling growth. It's stifling you know the who you are, the the, 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 the individuality that you have created for yourself, and somebody take you and say, "I do not want you to be yourself and get in this box and let me, you know, put some tape on it and you just be the way I want you to be, huh?" That's right, Wendy. Hmm. And and also, true love is not manipulative. Well, that's another that's another one. Jesus Christ. Well, I think there's somebody out there that can identify with manipulation. What some forms of manipulation? Okay, Brenda, we're gonna go through this a little bit. It says you would not come across for the tit for tat mentality inside a relationship involving true love. Mm-hmm. If someone truly loves you, they will not expect anything in return, and hence will not manipulate your life. Right. Relationship without manipulation is a definite sign of true love. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true love. If you don't have no manipulation going on in your relationship, no, no, you know, stipulations and 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 and, and uh, threats of leaving you if you don't do what they tell you to do, because definitely you can't be yourself in that situation. Is there more? Well, they, they it is. It, Basically, it's going uh, going by these characteristics of true love. It almost seems unachievable, mm-hmm. but it does exist. It does exist. Sometimes it arises suddenly in a relationship that has no hope at all. Right, right, right. True love can easily be called grace mm-hmm. because that's a there is name. nothing you can do to get it or feel it. 
Well, you know, that sounds like, you know, in order to get God, you, you have to get it by grace, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't earn it, no nothing. You just got to have favor, huh? That goes That's back, what it that is. Goes back to the, uh, the Christianity. Agape love. Right. Right. It just happens naturally. So to answer, how do I know if I found true love? You would know by the grace you feel in your heart. Mm. And so the grace can mean mercy. Exactly. Mercy for somebody, you know, uh, that you will pardon and, and, and bear their burden and they know that you got to let them have it. You know? <laughs> because, you know, you are now accountable for what you do. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's some great stuff over here. You know, that can be said on it, or, you know, should we go on to what is the true meaning of love in a relationship? Well, I have another piece of article here. Okay. Excuse me, off of WikiHow. Okay, come on. www.wikihow.com. Mm-hmm. And it is called here, How to Love. Let's see. Let's hear it. Love is both an action and a feeling. The action of love generates a blissful feeling called by the same name. When the action stops, the blissful feeling is replaced with pain. Every person is capable of great love and its opposite, fear, Mm -hmm. which generates all painful emotions such as hate, greed, Mm -hmm. and jealousy. Right, right. While there are many different ways to do Here is a general guide to loving. Mm-hmm. I have like one, two, six steps that I that I want to just briefly go through. Okay, go ahead. The first step would be say it. When you say the word, they should carry with them the desire to show someone that you love them. That's right. And that word show is an action word. Okay, it is not what you call uh, the other verbal communication, which is nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. You must show a verbal or an action that says that you love a person. Right. The second one is empathize. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in someone else's shoes rather than impose your own expectations or attempt to control them. Mm-hmm. So you can try to understand how they feel, where they come from, right. and who they are. Right. Realize how they could also love you back just as well. Oh, I like that. Okay. Come on now. Number three is love unconditionally. Oh. If you cannot love another person without attacking stipulations, then it is not love at all. But deep-seated opportunism, one who makes the most of, of an advantage, often unmindful of others. With your, interest, with your interest is not in the other person as such, but rather in how that person can enhance your experience of life. Okay. And it is not unconditional. Okay. If you have That's no intention, stuff, Brenda. if you have no intention of improving that person's life, 
or allowing that person to be themselves mm -hmm. and accepting them as they are and mm -hmm. not who you want them to be, right. then you are not striving to love them unconditionally. Mm -hmm. So there we go. We've already said three right. of them, which is one is empathize, say it, say the words. When you say the words, I love you, you should carry them with a the desire to show them that you love them. Empathize, put someone else in your shoes, walk in their shoes for a minute, and loving unconditionally, okay? What's the fourth okay. one? Well, the fourth one is expecting nothing in return. Why oh, we oh. Something in wait return? a minute now. Isn't that what I was saying oh, on, yeah. on, on here? Why do, you know, a partner expect? the other partner to change, to fit their lifestyle, but they won't change for the other. Yeah, and I think everybody can't has that. Yeah. can't deny that. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Expecting nothing in return. That doesn't mean you should allow someone to mistreat or undervalue mm -hmm. you. Realize that someone may have a different way of showing his or her mm -hmm, love for you. Mm -hmm. Do not expect to be loved back in exactly the same way. Now, that's good stuff because, yes, we do have the expectation to say, do unto others as you would have them exactly. to do unto you. But it don't necessarily go that way. As it's saying, you know, that love is, is a transitional thing, and not everybody is on the same level, but everybody has... A, a different way of showing what their love is. There's always some part of expectation. Yeah, I know. Something back. I know, but, you know. It's like a give and take thing. I gave this to you, and you gave me nothing back. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, the fifth one is realize it can be lost. Uh-oh. If you realize that you can lose the one you love, mm -hmm. then you have a greater appreciation of what you have. Think how lucky you are to have someone to love. Don't make an idol of the person you love. Oh, this wait a minute. Place them. Wait a minute. You said idol. Uh, idol. So that means putting them up on a, on a pedestal. pedestal right? Ooh, exactly. Go ahead. Finish reading. This will place them under undue pressure and will likely result in you losing them. Hmm. Well, isn't that something? Because, I, I think yeah, I can that's kind of true. relate to yeah. that. Yeah. Because if they have this big expectation of, of you being so high on right. you under it's, pressure because you want to keep this right. It's like Hollywood trying to say, you know, uh, you, you, you from Hollywood and they expect you to do that. How is going to do? Okay. Never stop love. You have been hurt before. You should not stop giving love. 
And that is so true. Tell us why. That is so true. Tell us why they say don't stop loving. The Christianity part of all this is love. Okay, so it's an unconditional thing to any phase in your life. Exactly. Oh, isn't that interesting, y'all? That's interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Brenda, for that um, well-informed information on love and emotions. Is that what it is? Or is that the other one? What is it? How to love? Excuse me. We done went through about three phases here, so staying on track here. You know, we want to leave you with, you know, this particular uh, segment uh, on on what we just got finished talking about. And we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back, okay? Oh, my God. 
And of course, you've got our co-host here, Brenda Wright, the lightest right. And the two songs that you've heard off the CD is yours truly, Wendy, which is Lardy, Miss Clardy. And I want to uh, state that there is, on a public announcement, that there is an event that is coming up. And those specific songs that you are hearing will be the songs that I will be singing at this specific event. And these two songs that you heard, the first one was Move With You, and the second one you just heard is Swagger. And upcoming event that's coming up is the Coming Home uh, Unity Festival, which will start July 31st through Sunday, August the 1st. Festival features live entertainment, R&B, rap, jazz, gospel, speakers, African dancers, and more. Vendors booths, historical exhibits, classic antique auto show, discounts for new vendors. Sign up for general information. Please call Barry Edney at 614-607-9998. That number again to sign up uh, before this event. Uh, you can contact Barry Edney at 614-607-9998. Then there comes the Coming Home Celebration Parade, which will happen on Saturday at 11 a.m. on Mount Vernon Avenue in Long Street, featuring uh, Coming Home Queens, East High School, and other marching bands, organizations, anti-classic cars, and more. For signing up for this one, you will call Charity at Urban Spirit at 893 East Long Street. That number will be 253-7778. Okay, that number again, 253-7778. And for a special event that is coming up, which will be Friday, uh, July 30th, or excuse me, July 31st, the Coming Home Welcome and Awards Banquet at the Lincoln Theater Ballroom. You have keynote speakers, and this will happen, I believe, on January the 30th, I believe, okay? But also on Saturday the 31st, the Coming Home Old School Party 
event at the ballroom, buffet and music, chance to win prizes, dress up in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, or the 80s. It will be Motown-style old-school music by DJ the DJ, special guests like the solo artist Jeanette Williams and others. For tickets, you can um, get in contact with James at the Book Suite at 887 East Long Street. That number, that address again to get for your tickets will be at, you will need to get in contact with James at the Book Suite. That is also there at the Urban Spirit at uh, on Long Street, okay? So uh, there will be at the door. If you come at the door at this event, it will cost you $25. Uh, and if you get the tickets, uh, it will be $20. So uh, to find this information, you will go onto the site of www.grassrootbusinesscenter.4t.com. Okay, that site again is www.grassrootbusinesscenter.4t.com. Okay, and I hope to see you there because I will be participating as a volunteer to sing my original music, which will be at the Martin Luther King uh, Park, which is on Mount Vernon Avenue during, you know, the uh, Coming Home Festival and stuff and also at the Lincoln Theater. So we hope that we will see you there, all right? And we're going to get back to our uh, segment on Relationships 101 Experience, Hands-On Experience, okay? And if you are out there and you have, you know, a question or you have, uh, you know, a, a comment or something, please call in at the number of 347-884-8684, or again, that number is 347-884-8684, and the toll-free number for those that cannot call on a regular phone and need to call toll-free is 1-877-483-3153. That number again is 1-887-483-3153. And, you know, again, we have not had any callers, um, and I don't know where you are out there, but, you know, call in. Maybe you just want to listen in, perhaps. It's okay, but it will be nice to hear someone call in and, and give their comments or views on this subject. Again, thank you very much for listening, but we are going to take it back to Brenda, the light is right, to finish up on how to love, and she's going to give tips on this subject on how to love. Brenda? Okay, thanks, Wendy. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to share with you a few tips. I'm going to pick and choose some of the ones because there are quite a few. Then, then after a couple of little tips, I'll go through a couple of the warnings. warnings. First of all, we want to start with this tip. It does not, it does not make you a bad person to desire someone else's love, even if they do not love you. Hmm. However, to truly love someone, you must let them be free. It is selfish to blame them for your feelings. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Very good one right there. 
And you got people to blame you for the way that they feel. That's for sure. You hear that a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. In in many relationships, I'm sure that there's people that can identify with that, of course. Okay. And I'd like to share another one. Accepting those you love for who they are is a part of love. Yes. You also need to learn to accept yourself before you can accept another. If you cannot love yourself, how are you to love another? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. What else we got going oh, it, that's it going on? Oh, it gets you. It gets you. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm on with Love genuinely. Genuinely. Okay. Do not compare your feelings now to what your feelings were when you were with another mate. At times, we can experience rejection. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a big issue. And yeah, that is a great big issue, yes. That's the top of the line, right? There. Yes, yes it is. Okay, and it says here, do the things that make the other person feel good and happy, but do not smother them with gifts and attention. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and people in love are sensitive to each other's needs, and in Dover to meet them, even when they do not feel like they're doing it. Right. Men and women may be equal in value, mm-hmm. but different by nature. People who truly are in love give their mate space to develop their potential and to find their fulfillment in life. Yes. Now, sometimes when people hear that word space, they kind of freak out because they think that they're losing the party. Their space is allowing them the freedom to be their self, to accomplish the dreams and the goals that they may have wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, men and women. Okay, I read that one. Mm-hmm. Love does not brag. People who truly in the house respond rehearsing their yeah just to show off. Bragging in a relationship often is Oh, wow, that's some good stuff right there. Is there anything else that's on them tips? Oh, I'm yeah, sure there's oh, people yeah. that want to know, want to know, give it to them. Give it to them. Okay. Yeah, I need to hear it. Some of, I'll tell you, this is a little deep here because some of the kind of touches bases a little bit. Cause yeah, Even it does. if you have not went through it, you may have seen other people that have went through it. Yeah. You can't recognize where it's going wrong in. Absolutely. People who are, who are truly in love, do not insist that their way is best and mm. demand that their mates give in to them. Mm. Well, people who are truly in love are considerate of each other's feelings yeah. and courteous in their actions toward one another. Sadly, stereotypical is a way of life for some couples. They radical each other, belittle each other, and trade that God. And you know what? Well, now there go your tips on how to love. And you know this is really an interesting subject because you know uh, you know there have been people on Facebook that have listened to the last segment from last week and liked it, and uh, they're, you know, are sharing 
their views on this, and it was a young lady by the name of Wendy Penn that was on Facebook. And, yes, I am on Facebook. You can find Wendy Clardy on Facebook, okay? You put in on your search, Wendy Clardy, C-L-A-R-D-Y, on the search, and you will find that I have a Facebook, and you can get on there and be a part to listen in on the segments that are posted on that site of the Facebook page, okay? And um, I would like to share with you an interesting story because Wendy Penn uh, has a friend that has gone through, you know, a unique situation, uh, and she is sharing her story live on YouTube, okay? And I want to uh, uh, let you listen to her excerpt that is on YouTube, which is called Her Story, Same Sex Infidelity, okay? And she is uh, on the YouTube, and she says that also uh, she has a blog site, which is called handmaidens.wordpress.com. And the handmaiden story is one of a seven-year marriage that suffered homosexual infidelity and porn addiction. Uh, this journey is all a part of her healing. So we're going to venture in and let you listen in on her story. And she's got a 10-minute um, uh, excerpt here for all those that want to listen. So she always feel we damaged. And so we would try to walk in this fog 
of spirituality that, you know, God was just going to work it out. It was just all going to work out. And we didn't put a lot of personal effort into developing our solid foundation of truth. So moving forward, over the next about five years, we always had cycles. We would go about six months, it would fall, about six months and another fall. And it would always seem like my heart would just flat line. So I did fully believe that, you know, God could bring me out of this situation if he wanted to. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I either thought he didn't really want to be free or I knew he was going to flip again. I was never honestly able to be that strong accountability. I'm not sure a lot of women have that grace, especially in this um, type of situation. I know that generally when there is adultery, infidelity, pornography, in a marriage, most women struggle with self-image and, you know, why can I not be the woman that he's looking at or the woman that he desires and something must be wrong with me. And pornography causes, you know, people to objectify others and, and to lose the emotional attachment or view them as something real. But in my situation, it was different because my husband was attracted So it was homosexual infidelity, looking at homosexual pornography, trying for him trying and struggling to have normal relationships, natural relationships with men. So in my situation, it was a little bit difficult because I never really understood what he was trying to reach so hard for and couldn't get uh, that validation, that confirmation of his manhood. There was just not enough of me to be able to change that. So, so I got that, and I didn't really battle with some of the self-image struggles that, that women do with um, heterosexual infidelity, should I say. So for years, it would continue to go on. In 2009, we actually had a really good year, or a good year, I thought. We were talking more. We kind of fell in love all over again. We went to the Dominican Republic. We were celebrating our marriage. Uh, we get back. I traveled to New York for work. I come back. I find some gift cards over there in that nightstand. And you know me being the woman that I am, I go online and see if dude has bought me that. <laughs> but that joker didn't. It was porn. It was all porn, all of it, that he bought um, on these gift cards. So his deceit level had increased. So at that time, I rented him a um, extended stay hotel for a while. He was there um, for several reasons. He came back. And we physically did And I moved into that other room that was in my office and left just the file dead. So from May of 2009 until November, we slept separated. We pretty much lived separate lives. And we really used to think about what we were going to do about this marriage and if we could make it work. In November, the rubber had met the road, and I had really been believing God to show me anything. Something just had to give. I was at my wit's end. Um, during all of this time, I didn't stop going to church. I didn't stop believing. Uh, my husband at the time did. He wasn't active. He didn't feel comfortable. Uh, there were a lot of things that he faced. 
now. Um, I fully believe the devil is out to destroy marriage um, through hurt, through lies, through not being authentic, through not allowing truth in environment of love and friendship so that you can grow and have that change. So I truly believe for a marriage to work during this time, I never sent out on my husband. I never thought about another man. I never shared my story. For six years, we lived in isolation. Our friends didn't know what was, what was going on. People didn't really often come to visit us. We stopped traveling together because it was too difficult. And we were just living in this pit and this lie. And it was getting larger and larger and larger. November, the rubber had met the road, and I asked them to move out. Um, Two months later, we would be divorced in January. And I have celebrated now six months of being divorced. So I don't have um, any wonderful books. I don't have fancy, eloquent things to tell you about marriage or about divorce. Uh, the only thing that I'm doing with Headaches of a Holy Handmaiden and these video blogs is capturing the true, real, authentic feeling that I'm experiencing right now, so I will remember this time. This is so vital in my recovery. So what I can share with you is that God does show up. I felt like I was going to die. I didn't want to go on. I was numb. I didn't have any hope. Everything that I believed was challenged. Um, my situation had changed. I was trying to hold on and believe that my theology would if it had. So I can prove to you that God is not a liar, and if you Turn around, he's right there, and he's always your strength. So, yeah, I have just a little bit of endurance uh, that I can share and encourage you that if you're truly believing God for something, that he will do exceedingly above what you could ask or think. I didn't ever in my life, especially uh, being like a Bible college graduate and chasing after the purpose and dreams of God, imagine that I would be. Uh, and that my life would be like this if I turned 30 this year. And I'm like, what the freaking heck? But this is my life that God has given me. And so I'm going to use my uniqueness, my vulnerability, um, to share with others and to really reach out to those who have a post-salvation wound and to let you know that everything that you've been through matters. And you don't need anyone to validate that. But if you turn it over to God, you can really show up. I know that we think we have to have big speech and lots of words, but really, sometimes reaching is laying, laying up in your bed looking at the ceiling or crying tears streaming down your face saying, God, are you even real? That's reaching. So I'm handmaiden. That's my story. And as always, I'm going to keep you updated. And I hope that you enjoy that um that video, well, even though you can't see it, but that you can hear the audio of this uh, particular young lady, which is her name is Handmaiden, okay, on her story. That is a hell of a testimony. Um, and definitely it goes back into what we talk about, the Christian understanding of what, what love, that love comes from God. And that, again, you know, having that kind of love and to realize that, God is in control of everything, as she would say, you know, uh, is, is a, really a profound thing. And so, uh, again, you know, for those that have went through uh, difficulties in your relationship or in your marriage, 
and it's dealt, dealing with infidelity, and that's why we're coming with the how to love, what is love, and what's the Christianity point of view on love, and, you know, and give tips on love, okay? And um, we're hoping that what we are, are, are sharing with you will be of some help to you um, because unlike um, handmaiding, she is putting out her testimony to show that, you know, strength is within, and if you have God on your side, you know, it matters and that you can make it through anything. But as the tips had said before on how to love, never stop loving. So then we go down to, in, in, in the Christianity understanding, Christian understanding, the apostle, um, let's say, apostle um, Paul, Glorified love as the most important virtue of all, describing love in the famous poem in uh, 1 Corinthians, he wrote, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. And that is coming out of 1 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, 4 through 7. And then there's also um, St. Augustine that said that one must be able to decipher the difference between love and lust. Uh, Lust, according to St. Augustine, is an overindulgence. But to love and be loved is what he has sought for his entire life. He even says, he even says, I was in love with love. Finally, he does fall in love and is loved back by God. St. Augustine says, the only one who can love you truly and fully is God. Because love with a human only allows for flaws such as jealousy, suspicion, fear, anger, and contention. According to St. Augustine, to love God is to attain the peace which is yours. This is in St. Augustine's Confession. Okay? Christian theology see God as the source of love, which is mirrored in humans and their own influential Christian theologian. Uh, C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Four Loves. Benedict, um, Benedict thir- uh, 12 or 11 first wrote his book on Encyclio um, on God is Love. He said that a human being created in the image of God who is love is able to practice love, to give himself to God and others, agape. And by receiving and experiencing God's love in contemplation, or eros, this life of love, according to him, is the life of the saints, such as Teresa of Calcutta and the Blessed Virgin Mary, and is the direction Christians take when they believe that God loves them. In Christianity, the practical definition of love is best summarized by St. Thomas Aquinas, who defined love as to will the good of another, okay? or to desire for another to succeed. 
This is the explanation of the Christian need to love others, including their enemies. And Thomas Aquinas explained, Christian love is motivated by the need to see others succeed in life to be good people. And, you know, we want to thank Handmaiden for her story and testimony on how she has become victorious over or triumphant over her issues and over her relationship in her marriage. And so we go on. I want to give you that information again. You can contact her by looking at her um, at this video that she has done on the uh, YouTube, okay, on her story on same-sex infidelity, okay, and she is on YouTube live, okay, so we gave you a 10-minute excerpt of her story here, and you can also read her blog post on this subject at handmaiden, handmaiden handmaiden.wordpress.com, okay, and um, I hope that you enjoyed that, that that audio snippet of, of her story. And as we go on, we want to find out what is the true meaning of love in a relationship. We talk about some in marriage, and we're going to talk about in just a, a relationship, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, fiancé, friends, or whatever. Um, but in this case, is what's the true meaning of love in a relationship. And you can find this information at www.articlebase.com, okay? And it says here, can anyone define the true meaning of love in a relationship? People often use the word love casually in everyday conversations. I love this house. I love my dog. I love to grow vegetables. What does this really mean? When we use this word so often, does, it, does its meaning become watered down so it has less impact? Different people may define love in different ways. Could love be defined as simply to want and hope the best for someone? This is fairly simplistic and not very deep. If this was the definition of love, can it explain the deep emotional bond that two people have with each other, those that commit themselves to one another for a lifetime? Not likely. You can want and hope the best for dozens of people that you know. Does this mean you are in love with them? This may be too simple to define the true meaning of love in a relationship. If you say you are in love with someone, does that bring forth certain assumptions about your feelings for people? Uh, uh, people say they are in love. We assume that they care for the other person, but what are their defi- what are they defining as love? Sometimes that fine line between friendship and love becomes difficult to distinguish. Think about the definition of love that I list, that was listed before. To want and hope the best for someone, to care for, share with, these things could define friendship as well, couldn't they? If we use the same words to define love and distinguish between the two, I think the definition of love goes much deeper than what 
it is mentioned in in in, in previous uh, things that were said here above. Uh, these criteria are composed not fully and uh, not fully defined. Okay. But there is something else that makes up the true meaning of love in a relationship, intangible, a feeling that you have that can't be accurately described in words in any relationship that you are in a caring, sharing, and trusted relationship. You You can't force that special feeling that you have when you are truly in love. Either it is there or it isn't, okay? And so we're going to take it back to Brenda, the lightest right, to come with more information on love in a marriage, especially with testimonies, the true meaning of love in marriages, okay? And so back to you, uh, Brenda. Give us some light. Tell us what's going on. I'll try. Let's I'll try. do it, do it, do it. Show before, it up. Before I read these couple of uh, testimonies that I have, I'd like to share with you the website of where I've, I've gotten these from, mm-hmm. which is www.gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first one is true love is not selfish or self-centered. It is not making pancakes for breakfast in the morning after you uh, return home from having major surgery and um, feeding them all, bringing you cold cereal while you lie in bed, unable to go downstairs to fix breakfast yourself. True love is unconditional. It is not, I'll love you if you lose five pounds. Or I'll love you if you do this for me. True love does, doesn't have this in it. True love does not hurt. It does not get in anger or belittle. It does not cause you names or insults. Mm-hmm. And it does not threaten to harm you in any type of way. Mm-hmm. True love is friendship, laughter, and communication. True love, this is all coming from out of the meaning of it in a marriage. True love is acceptance. Different skills of this or wisdom can be different, and that the differences can encourage and lift each other. It is not envy or jealousy that your spouse reads faster, or so should never be allowed to read in front of you again. It is it's not uh, too much silent treatment just because he or she voiced an opinion different from yours, and it does not direct anger at you because it can't. Mm-hmm. Just because they doubt you will ever have the courage to leave. Wow. Well, here we go with more great stuff on Relationships 101 on Testimonies on true meaning of love in a marriage. What else do we got, Brenda, on the subject? I know we got something else. Oh, yes. Of course. You know mm-hmm. me. I, I, I mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and true love is recognizing that some was your true love because you love yourself more. 
Well, yeah, that's the golden rule. Love yourself because you cannot love anyone else until you have loved yourself first. Because at that point, you will probably need to know what it is that you will need to, you know, define in a relationship, especially if you have been on something. And we have a caller that is online that I would like to bring to the show uh, to 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 to. Uh, to let them do their comments or views on, and we're going to have them on the show, on the line, to speak up, stand up, and speak out. Caller, 649125, you are on the air. Give us something good. How are you? Welcome to the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, I'm just here to say that... Uh, as far as true love, I don't think uh, a lot of people know what that really is or even understand it. A lot of times we as human beings look for love in all the wrong places. Uh, we love that physical oh. love and that uh, what, what you call erotic love more than yes. the mental love or any other type of love. love. You, you know, that's just my take okay. on it. Hey, well, that's okay because, you know, hey, you know, all different views is very important. I'm to ask this question. Is this Brother Blondie that is on this show? I'm glad to hear your voice, brother. Uh, Yes, it is. Yes. Well, you uh, all uh, listeners out there, have, uh, we have another co-host that was on the Marty Miss Cardi blog talk radio show, which is Brother Blondie, him himself. I'm glad to hear from you, Brother. I'm glad that you came to participate to give your view on it. I am very blessed that you have shown up and showed out. You know, I want to ask a question, a personal question, you know, from a man's point of view. You know, do men go through... Uh, uh, insecurities in a relationship when it's dealing with love. Can you define that on the man's point of view? A lot of times, uh, you, you know, I can't speak for men and uh, all men in general. Uh, from see for myself, uh, we do have uh, okay. insecurity issues. Uh, you, you, you know, case of my. Uh, 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 insecurity uh, issues. Uh, you can't always uh, trust anyone. Okay, uh, okay. And when you talk about the trust, tell me, tell me, tell me some for instances on you know why yes. men feel insecure or some of them dealing with that trust issue from you as or hands-on experience. You know because this is a informal you know, uh, uh, forum for, you know, this, yeah. Yeah, but as far as, uh, you, you you know, uh, trust issues uh, in general, we you, you have to keep in mind, uh, cheating is an equally level playing field now. You know, you, you have men with multiple partners. Yeah, you, have, you, 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 you have, you yeah. have women with multiple partners. You have uh, women who has trust trust issues, and and therefore they can't trust men. And you have men who has trust issues, and and they can't 
and and so they blame uh, uh, every single uh, woman. Uh, now, mm-hmm. from a man's point point of view, as much as we may like to think that every woman's like our last woman in terms of cheating and all that, uh, you can't yeah. have that type of mentality because at the end of the day, everybody's not like that. Uh, but you also, but you, you also have to keep in mind about you know the other side of the insecurities as far as both men and and women and I think this is the best advice I can give to anyone that is insecure if you are insecure in any relationship uh it's best to move on or as what Jay Z would say on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's the best that advice I can give. I mean, it it may be hard to do, but you can do it. Absolutely. It's hard Absolutely. to get it's it, it, it's hard to get into a relationship and make it work, but you can make it work. Uh Absolutely. Uh, it, it's it, it's hard to uh to fix a fried chicken mashed potato and gravy dinner, but you can still do it. And, and, and you know, mm. that's the type of mentality you, you, you have to have in terms of the insecurities of a re- relationship. If you insecure, it's best to move on. It's hard to do, but you still have to do it, and it still has to be done. You know what? i got I got another question to ask you. Um, I've I, I got another question to ask you about men. You know, do you know why? You know, is there denial to want to face when men are feeling threatened or 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 feeling insecure? Why do they deny those those features? You know, and would that hurt a relationship with a woman if they are in denial that you know they have issues concerning you know insecurity? And you know they be in denial. Well, the real problem with insecurities, uh, Wendy, that a lot of people aren't looking, uh, aren't really looking at. Uh, and, and I, and I got the data here. Uh, let's see, ninety percent of men and eighty-seven percent of women who are insecure mm-hmm. in their relationships. They do it in a hypocritical fashion, and that's the real Whoa. danger. Explain that. Get deep with that. Let's go too deep on that one. I want to go too deep. Explain that. Okay. You're insecure about whether or not your woman's cheating, yet you're still willing to have unprotected sex. Mm-mm. Instead of mm-hmm. wearing a condom or having no sex at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if, I mean, let's let's right let's really keep it real on insecurity. Come on. Oh yeah. I mean, or 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 like, yeah. We may be insecure about whether or not our mates cheating, but what do we do when we catch them in the act? We may get mad, <laughs> rant, rave, but. 
at the end of the day, we still kiss and make up. Huh? Okay. And well, and, and it's and it's a and it's and it's a brand new new day. So uh, I, I I mean, if you the, the, the point I'm saying is, if you're really insecure, secure, ain't no need of you wasting everybody's time arguing, bickering, wondering whether or not your mate's cheating. When even when you catch them in the act, or they tell you uh, uh, straight up. Uh, boom. Uh, for, uh, for 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 instance, in uh, in February of '03, I found out from a doctor that my girl cheated. That that I mm. stayed with her. Hell no, I moved on. <laughs> it was hard. Okay. It, it it was hard. It was painful. Well, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, cause, I, cause you, I can imagine. We've been there. I, I, I mean, no. I mean, well, yeah, because. Because the uh, here's and you know here's here's the thing about insecurity, uh, and and this is the biggest uh, lesson that I learned from my last uh, re- relationship when I was engaged in the early two uh, thousands, that the person that makes the most accusations about whether or not their mate is cheating, guess what? They're the same damn people doing the exact same cheating. Uh, mm, right. I was I was uh, I was with uh, I was with my girl for three years. She kept wondering if I was fooling around, fooling around, fooling around. Being young, dumb, and in love that that, that I am, you you, you know I, I I stuck with her. You, you know fault. Uh, uh, you, you you know did whatever I can to prove that I was loyal and uh, uh, faithful. Uh, even though she held out, I was still there. You know, I was still loving Karen. But then what what happened, uh, went to Grand Hospital one day. Uh, doctor said she had a miscarriage. I didn't know she, she was pregnant. When I asked him how many months hmm. was she, and, and he said two, and I know we ain't do nothing in five, I bounced, ain't, ain't looked back, ain't saw her for the first five years. Last time I spoke to her was 08. Eight and, and and the last thing she said was, "Brother Blondie, you was the last man to buy me a gift." And ain't seen her. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 spoke to her since. That's, so, a, uh, that's a hell of a story. You know, that's a testimony yeah. of showing how you got victory out of that. That's truly, that's truly all right, man. You know what I'm saying? And I applaud you for that. So it does go back into where love can be referred to as a variety of different feelings, state and attitudes ranging from generic pleasure, like I love that meal, you know, or refer to specific passionate desires and intimacy of love to sexual love others, you know, and you, the emotional closeness of familial love. But but I want to point yeah, well, this out though, though on a positive note, in terms of. The best way to find true, the best way to find true love, the best way to find out whether or not your mate's been fooling around, around, mm-hmm. the best way to find anything good or bad is when you're not looking. And is, well, I mean, when, yeah, that, that's for those that are new, upcoming in a relationship. That's for sure. They need to hear that. 
That's for sure. I mean, that's good stuff, I mean, Brother Blondie. It's, it's 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 easy to go to a club <laughs> and uh, uh, look for love. It's easy to go on Maury and find out if your mate's cheating. But mm-hmm. if you really if you really want to find out what your mate's doing and all that type of stuff, don't look because bad's gonna mm-hmm. come to you. You you don't have to find bad. Bad's gonna find you. Just to, just like you don't have. Just, just like you don't have to find good. Good is going to find you. Right. That's good stuff. Brother Blondie, I want to thank you for sharing your view and your comment on this subject on Relationship 101. Um, we're going to go to a break, and if you want to stay online and, and chill with us for a little while, you can do that too, and we'll come back to you. Uh, but I need to take this break, but I will be back, Okay. Okay. We'll be right back, right here on the Lardy Miss Cardi Block Talk Radio Show.
Blog Talk Radio Show on this lovely evening on the subject of Relationships 101 on experience, on on hands-on experience. And if you have your comments or views, you can call in at the guest call-in number, which is 347-884-8684. That number again is... 347-884-8684. And if you don't have a telephone to call on, you can call in toll-free. That number is 1-877-483-3153. That number again is 1-877-483-3153. And remember, next week we are going to have this same conversation again, continuing on Relationships 101, Hands-On Experience, for next week, Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. If you are interested, call in and be a part, participate in this, because there are thousands and thousands of people that are going through just like you. We need people that have been there and done that. You can be, you, if you wrote books on it, whatever, call in, do what you got to do, get on with a short bio, and I will bring you on to the show. We'll probably talk about this later in, in August. So, but I want to put out the public announcement that the coming home, 31st through August the 1st, again, features a festival, live entertaining, R&B, rap, jazz, gospel speakers, African dancers, and more. Even on the Coming Home Celebration Parade that is going to start at 11 a.m. on Saturday on Mount Vernon Avenue and Long Street, featuring East High School. Coming up, you can call Charity at Urban Spirit at 893 East Long Street at the number of 253-7778. For vendors that want to sign up, for new vendors and general information, call Barry Edney at 614-607-9998. That number again is 614-607-9998. And for the uh, special event that's coming home for the Welcome and Awards Banquet at the Lincoln Theater Ballroom, there's going to be a keynote speaker. I can't tell you all who that is. Y'all got to come up there. That will be on July 30th. And also, again, on July 31st will be the Coming Home Old School Party event at the ballroom. Buffet and music, chance to win prizes, dressing in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and the 80s, Motown style, old school music by BJ the DJ, special guest, solo artist, 
Jeanette Williams will be there and others. That's including me, y'all. I'll be out there singing on the Mount Vernon Plaza or the Mount Vernon Martin Luther King Park and at the Lincoln Theater for the old school party. All right, so I hope to see y'all out there. If you don't get your tickets at the uh, at the door, you can call for information, uh, or you can get with James at the book suite at eight eight seven Long Street. Okay, that's the address eight eight seven Long Street. All right, or you can get up on the website and deal with www.glassroofbusinesscenter.4t. That's number four t dot com. Okay, that uh, address at the website is www.grassrootbusinessscenter.4t.com. Again, hope to see you there at the Coming Home, Keeping Coming Home Unity Festival. It'll be great to see y'all there. And come out and support, all right? If you're leaving and you're going to be at the door of the, of the, of the, uh, uh, of the old school party, and you come in there at the Lincoln Theater at the door, it's going to cost you $25. So reserve your seat, okay? And get in contact with Barry, Adney, and Charity, and Jane uh, to book you a, a table and come in and, you know, or at $20 for the ticket. You know, it's a fundraiser. Of course, I am a volunteer to volunteer my voice. So you ain't got to worry about me. I'm just going to be there for the, for the event and all of us. So hope to see you there real soon. Now, we are coming down to the countdown. And the countdown, we're going to talk about um, relationship IQ quiz. And you can uh, tell us what you think about this quiz because it's based upon, you know, how much you know about relationships. So. Uh, I am going to invite the caller back onto the phone. Brother Blondie, are you on the on the air? Uh, yeah. All right, all right, okay. Now that we have another brother that is in the house, which is the poet man, the other co-host, his name is Tyrone Island Smalls, and he is the one, number one poet man, all right? Tyrone, say something. So, you know, after we get finished with this quiz, then we're gonna have some some poetry read to us for verbal thoughts and reflection. So, for relationship IQ test, all right, the first question is to ask, okay, and you can find this information at www.divorcebusting.com. That Address again is www.divorcebusting.com. And so this this quiz is by Mike uh, Michelle Weiner Davis. It's an answer of a true or false to each of the following questions. So I'm going to just do a few of them just to see and test your ability and what you know about the test, okay? Okay, this is an answer of true or false to each of the following questions. Number one. Conflict and anger are signs that your relationship is failing. Uh, give us, a, you know, one minute of conversation. Brother Blondie, what do you think about this particular uh, true or false question? Conflict and anger are signs your relationship is failing. Is that true or false? Uh, 
I think it's true. Uh, you, you you know you 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 have to understand uh, uh, Wendy, you 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 know conflicts in uh, re- relationships. Unfortunately, it's the way of the world, and it's and it's going to uh, uh, happen. But what people really need to understand about those conflicts in the the relationships. If you're going to stay in the relationships, then it's very important to squash all those uh, 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 conflicts. Uh, uh, another thing that uh, plays a role is insecurity in a relationship. And this is what I don't understand about black men and, and, and women. If you're so insecure mm-hmm. about being in a relationship, then why the hell would you stay with someone 5, 10, 15, 20 years and still won't marry? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, well, you know, now hold on now. We can, that's another subject. Put that one on the, on the next week's version. You come back with that because that's going to be a, 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 a big question that needs to be answered at that particular time. But giving your answer on what you said was false, that conflict and anger are signs that your relationship is failing, here is what they say. They say conflict and anger are signs that your relationship is failing. It's false. They say it's amazing how many people believe that their marriages are dysfunctional or their relationships when there is conflict. The fact is the single best predictor of divorce or a tore-up relationship is the constant avoidance of Mm. I I gotta disagree with those so called. Uh, Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I got to speak this, okay? And they say that um, all marriages, even the best of marriages or relationships, have their ups and downs. Times when spouses or your girlfriends and stuff are angry and argumentative. It's impossible to live under the same roof with another human being for any length of time and not disagree now and then. Then there's the second one here that I want to put out there. Okay. In healthy relationships, major disagreements get resolved over time. Island, do you agree? Is that true or false to you? That's the question again, please. Yeah, in healthy relationships, major disagreements get resolved. I mean, is that true or false? Well, it's true and false. I mean, it depends on the individual. Mm-hmm. Major disagreements can be settled instantly, or you can do it over time. Okay. You know, it depends on, um, let's say, the hurt factor. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Well, then, okay, we're getting ready to find out if that is true and or false. Well, they only give one answer to it. In a healthy relationship, major disagreements get resolved over time is false. They say research tells us that approximately 60% of what couples argue about is unresolvable. If you eavesdrop on couples' arguments as newlyweds, and then again, after they've been married for 25 years or more, you might be surprised to find out that much of the content is the same. Certain issues will remain sticking points throughout one's entire marriage or relationship, even in the best of marriages and 
and and and relationships. However, the way in which people discuss these heated issues does change over time. We tend to mellow a bit, which makes a huge difference in how our partners react to us and vice versa. Now, you got a question here. I'm going to ask you this question, Brenda, and I'm going over here too. Do people just fall out of love? Or no, matter of fact, let's do this one. Affairs don't have to ruin marriages. Is this true or false? I already know. That's that's true. It don't have to ruin marriages. Okay. It depends on what was the nature or the cause of the infidelity and if they're able and have that much love Mm -hmm. to repair it. Mm Mm-hmm. And move on from it. Mm-hmm. But as in any relationship, anybody that's cheating is going to be some pain and hurting, and and the other person may not want to want to give that that much to accept the fact that it has happened, so it's willing to let go. Okay. So that 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 involves with the love that they have. Love. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, let's see what they say here. They say that affairs do not have to ruin marriages. True. They say it's true. There is little that is more devastating than to discover your spouse or loved one in a relationship has been unfaithful. Most people take to heart the promise that they make to forsake all others. An intimate relationship is one of the primary things that set marriages or relationships apart from all other kinds of relationships. The connection closeness and satisfaction you feel with your mate. The feel with your mate uh, is very personal, something that is such a violation. It's a violation. It's a violation, they say. (laughs) All right? Yet affairs happen with some regularity, I might add, Okay, and when they do, the repair of the marriage is no easy task. Sometimes those who have been hurt swear they will never recover. They are convinced that they will not be able to forgive and move forward in the marriage. And although I completely understand why people feel this way, I also know that the future isn't as bleak as they are anticipating. Most people survive infidelity and can, in fact, make their marriage stronger once they work through the issue uh, infidelity brings, has brought into their life. And that is to go back to if there is people cheating and carrying on, if they are really, really sorry about what it is that they do, they will, first of all, will come out of denial that they have not messed around. Okay, so, you know, that right there will be, you know, a big issue. You've got to come out of denial, right. all right? So getting getting down to the last part, okay? And Brother Blondie, you know, because we only got for five minutes remaining, you know, I don't have a lot of time to to, you know, ask you any more questions, but I want to thank you for coming on to the show and giving us, you know, at, at least coming back, bringing back the love that, you know, that you are still, you know, there, you know, as a co- as a co-host and coming back to let everybody know you ain't going nowhere. 
just taking you a break for now, you know what I'm saying? But I sure appreciate you being on the line, telling what you know, and I thank you for that. So we got to keep moving at this particular moment, all right? So we'll see you next week. All right. Down to the end of the wire. We have another section that needs to be talked about, and I want you to, uh, Brenda, to name off some other, maybe one other one, and I will be right back, okay? You know, just uh, name off a few there. Okay, I, I have one that I like to put out there, and it is, do people just fall out of love? And for those out there that think that it's true that people do fall out of love, we have here what it's stated as people just fall people just fall out of love is false. Some people believe that they need to divorce divorce their spouse because they've fallen out of love. They didn't mean for it to happen, it just happened to them. Love is a feeling that it's either there or it's not there. If it is there, you get married. If it's not divorced, this is one of the silliest ideals I have ever heard. Mm. You know what? Thank you for that. that. Brenda, you know, I really thank you for, you know, sharing, you know, your views and, and your articles on this, on this show and all of what we have brought to the people. But now it is time for verbal thoughts from Tyrone Island Smalls. He got three dynamic poetry to read to you, so we might go over a little bit to hang in there, and we will make sure you will be satisfied with it because this is the main man, our poetry man. Get with it, man. Give us something to really sink our teeth into. Good evening, good evening. Uh, I'm going to give my version of Lost Love. This is my verbal thought for the night is entitled, I Love You. I love you. You're the only one for me. You're my queen, and I choose you to be. For what is written in heaven. How are you, my baby, my boo? I look outside my window blowing in the wind, and I but think of you. My heart is heavy. I'm missing you so. Why did you have to leave me lonely? Why did you have to go? If I could look you in the eyes right now, all I could do is say, I couldn't say anything. Man, I wish you were here. The pleasures, the joy that we shared together, you're deeply embedded in my heart. Your memories I'll keep forever. I never met anyone as perfect for me as you. So pleasing to be around. You're a blessing that came true. I want to cry because I mourn you. Even though you're not dead, my world is torn apart. I love you. I love you. Luther's playing in the background, and I play it over and over, thinking about your smile. Wishing you could come over. My sophisticated lady, my love, my friend. I never thought it would happen, but I fell in love with you. I can't stop saying it. I can't stop feeling it. I love you. I love you. You got me totally high. Yours forever. Island. P.S. 
I did experience the greatest romance with you. Oh, that's beautiful. That's too beautiful. Give us another one. One more, one more for the road. I said three, but it might be one more here. This one's entitled Emptiness. Mm, come on with it. There's an emptiness in my heart. Though she's miles away, I can feel her pain. The love I thought I would lose from being away from her still remains. Even though we put each other through a living hell, I know I still care for her. I know I still care about her. I do still love her. I gave her my all, and she still has it. I gave her my heart, and she still holds it. I gave her my life, and she's still in it, in my dreams, in my thoughts, in my wishes. We made a vow to love each other forever, a pact made before God, a joining of souls, a joining of spirits, a joining of minds. So why do we let the outsiders who aren't as happy as we in what we have? What was meant to be contentment, fulfillment, and happiness. Mm, God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Island, for those two strong, strong poems that show love. And even when you're in love and you still feel empty, that's a beautiful thing. I want to thank everybody for being on the show. Brenda, the lightest right, my co-host, Brother Blondie, who is my other co-host on the uh, on Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you for your input and being on the show to have your comments put out there, you know, as on a man's point of view, and show enough over here with Island. Truly, we are appreciative for your poems because, you know, they are uplifting to give people, a, you know, option to think about some things and to reminisce, you know, that for sure is never to stop loving. That is going to be the word for this evening. Never stop loving. Thank you for coming on to the Lardy Miss Party on Blog Talk Radio Show. We will see you next week, Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, uh, the next week on the 31st, the show will not be airing, but the next week after we will be back on the show due to uh, this event that's coming up called the Coming Home. Hope to see you out there. You have a God-blessed evening. We love you. Big kisses, and we'll see you soon. God bless. God